The Tumbling Saber podcast is powered by our powerful friends. Become a powerful friend for just a couple dollars per month and get exclusive podcasts, early access podcasts, random prize draws, contests, newsletters, and more. Visit patreon.com slash tumblingsaber and become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Welcome back. It's time for episode 132 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm Michelle. And I'm Carlos. And a streak ends. Oh no, a streak is over. Corey's not with us this week. Unbelievable. What no. <laughs> a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Top rules. Well, you know what? Uh, Corey was uh, was busy. With a, with a big move this weekend, as as we're three or three of the four of us, we're all moving this weekend to some degree. You guys went through moves over the last little while. It sucks, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> moving sucks. There's there's no good, no nothing good about moving. No, nothing. Well, 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 like getting rid of stuff that you want to get rid of that's like clogging up your closet and stuff. That's nice, but then like, I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. I, I guess the only good part of moving is being finished. Oh, oh my God. Finally set up. That's it. I can't, I can't wait till that happens. I can't wait until that happens, but I have so many boxes in my apartment right now. I don't know when it will. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad, you guys. Like, my movers came in today and then they brought all this stuff in and then they have my dining table outside and they were like, Michelle, um, how do you suppose we try to bring this table in? There's no space. And we were trying to find a table space. I just like, we couldn't find one. And then, so I was like, Oh, here, let me take all this stuff off the coffee table, put it into like the, the office and like certain open parts of my dresser. And then like, let's, tip it upside down on top of that and they looked at me like are you freaking serious like <laughs> their faces were like so like stressed like oh you're crazy and then earlier when I was like packing all my cleaning supplies like the head the guy who was like organizing the move like the the person who was like in charge or whatever he was also in charge during my move on Tuesday and he was just like Michelle I'm pretty sure you have everything <laughs> and I was like thanks yes i know that means i have a shit ton of stuff but yes i mean i just want to i just want to talk about uh cleaning supplies uh oh boy funny story funny story um (laughs) if you use vim other than when you move in or move out of a place then we can't be friends what's vim (laughs) Uh, vim it's like a it's like a cream cleaner uh, oh no, I don't use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's, that's all. I, that's all I want to say. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. So. I think it's a Canadian thing, but it's all good. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. A Canadian yeah, I believe cleaner. it is. All right, guys. So, uh, did you guys hear about those morons looking to raise two hundred million dollars to remake the Last Jedi? 
Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> have you seen have you seen Ryan Johnson's retweet of his like prayer hand saying, please, 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 please. Please make it happen. Oh god, I saw that. It was that was hilarious. Did you I also see like there's this hashtag where it's like um I can't remember what it is, but it's like re- where they were like they're showing real portions of the actual like proposed script, like where there are possible like they're like, no, guys, this is like really from the script that they're trying to write. And it's ridiculous. Like reading it, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of hope these guys raise their money so that they can do this just to prove oh once and for all exhibit a this is why you don't let fans run your company this is why oh you God. don't yeah. solicit their input on story <laughs> directions just don't do it it's not worth well they're it. they're garbage like, they're they're asking like twitter people to like, suggest a story they're like oh so, yeah we're accepting any suggestions on story for writers and then i loved this like seth rogan troll or oh. seth rogan like asked them like specific stuff about it. they're like okay so do you have producers on like people are trying to fund it they're like no we're like looking for that oh okay so you don't actually have the money yet great cool and there's just like his his whole response just had me in stitches laughing because oh, yeah. it was just well he was ridiculous. giving them the brass tax <laughs> treatment like okay so you, you yeah so what in what ROI are you going to promise your investors? Oh, well, it's yep. a Star Wars brand, so they'll get their money. Oh, um, I see. Oh, I see. Um, really? Because weren't you just talking about like all the other Disney Star Wars brands like that couldn't get their money <laughs> and how ridiculous that was? And um, they're backed by Disney who has like shit, like a crap ton of money. And you're just like, oh, no, it's Star Wars. We'll make money. I'm sorry. But like it, it only applies to you now. Like. In what Hashtag world? fire Kathleen. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, they, they provided a lot of laughs for this Hashtag week. Hashtag doesn't apply to me. <laughs> I'm special. Literally what they're talking about. I'm special. The rules don't I'm apply to me. Special. I'm, I'm the exception. Snowflake. I'm very smart. You're very dumb. Anyway, they, they provided you a lot of laughs. You have to tell people. While this huge <laughs> drama unfolded uh, late in the week on, I guess, all over the web. And we'll get to that shortly, but... But seriously, how do you work up the nerve to come out and say, we'll redo this movie better than you? The professionals <laughs> did it. Like, I, I know I'm biased because I, I adore The Last Jedi, but who does this? And why are they okay? This like the, they, they have people that are behind them. Why are these people okay with doing away with Carrie's final performance? Like, where are these people coming from? It's a self-entitled society, guys. Like, there's... Um, <laughs> just to think that you could do better and actually like I, anyways this whole thing is a sham like these guys don't have a real script they don't have um, they're, they're, tw- they're 12 steps away from being at the first step like it's just a it's just a publicity stunt what they're pulling on on Twitter and I just loved Ryan's response was the best. It just Ryan's the, was the best. Yeah, yeah, it was just the best. <laughs> so on. You know what's funny though? Top, like just point. simple math, according to these people, like the, all the boycotters, however many there are, if they're as big a group as they say they are, if these people would take the money that they saved from not seeing Solo, and shifted those seven, eight, nine dollars 
to this group, well, according to them, they they, you know, they ought to be able to make that $200 million easy peasy. Like blink of an eye type stuff. They should raise that, that money and then they'd be off and running. <laughs> you know what I would do? You know, you know what I would do? I would love to see it is if they actually raised the $200 million, that Disney says, okay, well, we're going to donate $200 million to a cause that actually makes sense. And you guys can't use the Star Wars brand. Go F yourself. Disney won't even acknowledge these guys. They won't even give them the time of day. They're never going to get the rights to anything. And, like, I love how Seth Rogen's like, great. So you just, like, like, berated everyone, like, uh, all the actors that the main OT actors are obsessed with, are friends with, really care about, are, like, you know, promoting standing beside and then you have to go ahead and now convince them to be in your movie too and act for you like you really think they're going to be associated with you like mark hamill like defriended all these people and didn't even stop like interacting with fans for a while because of people like them like do you really think he's going to come back and work for you pretty sure he's not because he and like kelly mary tran are pretty close so highly doubt it uh, I can absolutely 100% doubt that they will get anywhere. Absolutely yeah. anywhere at all. Anyway, they, pro- they were, they were, they were quite entertaining, right? It was for, for a few <laughs> days, it was pretty entertaining. And maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll they'll crop back up here in the next couple weeks or few days. And they'll have an update for us that we can point and laugh some more. Because, <laughs> frankly, I, I had fun with that. But enough about them for now. Uh, onto some onto some more positive news. Let's welcome a new powerful friend to the Tumbling Saber community, and thanks for joining the club, Derek Deverney. Deverney, I'm not I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. You can correct me if you want. It's probably Deverney, like Ava Deverney, like the director. I don't know, but who knows? Let's just say hi to Derek. <laughs> Derek. You can fo- you can follow Derek. Say hi to Derek on the old Twitter machine at Master Scorpio seventy seven. Nice. And Derek, you can go enjoy the back catalog of Sith Disturbers and our other shows on the Patreon feed and enjoy that. That's that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for your patronage and for supporting us. Welcome aboard. And now I Woo-hoo. now I add Derek's name to the to the Lego Ghost Box as he becomes eligible what, what? along with the other illustrious powerful friends for his chance to win our next prize, which again we will come to in just a moment. Um all right, let's jump into our collecting update for the weeks. Anybody got anything? I mean, I know you guys are I, in boxes, but I don't know if uh, you made time for for collecting this week. Well, the only collection I made this week, I watched Solo two, uh, two more times. Nice. And uh, so I'm up to number five. So I'm collecting Solo uh, ticket stubs, and uh, that's pretty much it. That's uh, that's all I've uh, that's all I've gotten around to. But uh, we uh, we know. If you guys heard the Tumbling Nerd Room uh, edition uh, of the Nerd Room where we talked about um, our collecting and uh, and uh, the things that we love, uh, go check out the Nerd Room. They're awesome. Yes, they are. Um, I, I spoke a lot about uh, the summer releases for uh, for Lego, and uh, I'm... Uh, I'm chomping Ooh. at the bit to get uh, some of those August first, mm. uh, August first sets, and all, and there's also a ton of uh, Lego brickheads, um, the Star Wars editions. So you got a nice Leia, you got a Luke and Yoda, and Darth Vader and a Stormtrooper. So I, I will be picking those up 
and uh, we will uh, start producing a lot more videos uh, in the uh, coming month, uh, month and a half. Yeah, let's call it two months. By August, I think should be, uh, <laughs> by the end of the year, should, by yeah, the end of 2018, should. by the end when by the time episode nine comes out, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's progress, I, I always get a kick out of so watching slow, uh, Carlos's videos, and I enjoy like when you guys do the live build, just commenting and watching along. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, miss that. one of those. Yeah, those live builds they're going to come around again. They will. They will come around again. Usually on Friday nights. Uh, Friday nights Sweet. on the t- uh, in the Tumbling Saber group. Yeah, uh, I can't, can't wait for that to start up again. We did the uh, we did the U wing. We did the Tie Fighter. We did quite a few. Yeah, I want to nice. get the um, Enfys Nest. That thing looks rad. I don't know which one you're talking Is there about. An Enfys Nest Lego. I think there's one coming out. Like someone tweeted it at me. Oh, the Convey X. They're actually yeah. Uh, I spoke where, about this on where the, she's uh, on the um. Like on that little mach- like thing that oh, I can't explain it right now that she's on when she when we first see her in the train her sequence. speeder yeah the speeder exactly she's riding that that's pretty rad yeah, yeah I want that yeah, all those so imperial bad. sets all the summer imperial sets look so cool whether it's the convey X or uh, there is there an AT is it ATDT is that one coming as well it's the AT hauler. Yeah, right, right, right. The AT uh, haulers. Yeah. That looks rad yeah. as well. I hope it that, I hope it comes with a shower. Um, <laughs> yeah, they all they all look really yeah. cool. And there, there were some super sales on on Lego in this area uh, this this past week. I I got really tempted, but I've got a bunch Where? of expenses Where? coming. Um, it was Toys R Us, if I'm not mistaken. Is uh, the tw- the regular twenty percent off stuff that uh, like uh, did the uh, did the Millennium Falcon go on sale or yeah that was <gasps> that was down. what I'm gonna check oh, I'll man. check on that now if I I'll, I'll get back to you in a second on that but it was yeah it seemed to be like significantly one five nine right yeah one five nine probably twenty percent off two hundred so yeah that's uh, man friggin fridge friggin move anyways. <laughs> Well, I finally, I finally got um, my vintage collection stuff from Northmen Collectibles. They finally arrived this week, so I got the first <gasps> wave. What? Yeah, it took a while, and I kept you seeing got the them first in wave, store. Right? The whole first wave. The whole first wave. I finally got that. They look great. They're sitting in, in a nice little box over in the side that uh, will probably move over into the closet before I set up my my nerd room area. Um, but they look great. I love the look of those old Kenner-esque boxes. And I also oh, found myself another Mimban Stormtrooper. I didn't know if oh, I was... Look at you. Look at me. My my patience has paid off. I found another one. Nice, <laughs> minty, fresh. And nice. uh, so that's that's been added to the collection. And also, I'm excited about this one. Uh, I found in the States, Michelle, you might see it at, around you at some point if you ever venture into a Walmart. But it's it's it's, it's, it's a vintage collection figure exclusive to walmart and it's a it's oh, island I journey ray <gasps> yeah island Me. journey ray it's a walmart exclusive uh, exclusive in the u.s uh in Sweet. canada we had a we have a toy store called kaya boutique and they got the exclusive here in canada maybe other retailers <gasps> got it as well but uh, that's going to be our giveaway for, for this <gasps> month what yeah we've got that's the exclusive awesome, rad giveaway yeah the exclusive Island Journey Ray giveaway for this month. So I can't wait to pull that, pull somebody's name out of the hat. 
of this week. Solid. Actually, we'll probably do that next episode if I'm not mistaken. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The month. Beautiful. Oh man. I hope I get it. Just kidding. Guys, guys, listen. <laughs> hold on, I really hold on. I, I, I'm really missing Corey. So, Michelle, uh, what did you collect that has nothing to do with Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably have a lot of things. Um, <laughs> I was joking. Well, my, <laughs> but no, but like the Star Wars things. Um, my Black Series Porgs came. Nice. They're so cute. Um, I put them on in my in my nerd room, which is also called my office, um, because I am a writer. But um, yeah, I put it with all of my Star Wars candles. Huh? They're amazing, by the way. I have so many, and I had more than I even realized um, that I have not talked about. And then I've just been unpacking like a lot of my Star Wars books too. And I think I'm gonna do like um, one shelf that's like uh just star wars stuff and then deck it out and then it'll be really cute and cool so um i have that and then i probably have other stuff i just don't remember what they are because i am so tired from (laughs) my moving and i'll probably just tell you guys next week because right now i know that they the black series force came and i think i had some books or something and i think my comics came like my subscription for the Darth Vader and stuff. So I think those are coming soon. Nice. Or came. Um, well, so we, might, we might have to talk about those, Michelle. For the Journal of the Willy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, I got some books and such. And yeah, I think that's about it for me. I don't remember anything else I got. So I still stand <laughs> behind the Kanja Book Club over Journals of the Willing. I'm just letting you know. That was. I prefer Kendra Book Club. But uh, yeah. Cool, man. This is awesome. Well, and Michelle, I, you know one, what? We need, we need to. Uh, sorry, uh, Kyle. I just want to jump in. Um, um, I just got a great idea. Like, we should, like, bring back pen pals and, like, send your book over and then, like, we just write each other letters. Oh, no. That'd be cool. I think I want to do that. We'll talk off air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's let's do that off air yeah oh, i just thought it was a cool yeah. idea you know so no, i'm a writer too and i like uh i like actually putting pen to paper me too so. i'm a huge fan of snail mail like i have so many like letter like nice letterheads and um papers and like i have wax seals like my friends gave me wax seals as okay, one well, of my birthday presents easy tiger I'm crazy i'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this isn't the Middle yeah. Ages, so let's let's get away from pen pals and wax seals. <laughs> well, I mean, how else do you communicate with each other? I mean, I like I would I would like to communicate with like you know Owl Post, but we can't do that. And um, Galaxy Wise, we can't use like a droid to like send messages to each other. So, I mean, it's rough. <laughs> we'll just have to that rely on nice. uh, this this silly Skype thing. Yeah. How boring and the Twitter. <laughs> That's cesspool. Anyway, most That's important, cesspool. I got one more important thing That's that came cesspool. to me this week, and it came. Yes, it came directly from sunny San Diego, California, courtesy Woo-hoo. of Steve Kirk from the San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and also from Intergalacticon. A beautiful Woo-hoo. tall beer glass front with with the Intergalacticon logo on it, and uh, nice. I, I might have two more of them here. No, yeah, I might, Stop I might, it. I might. There Stop might be a, a couple extras here. We'll have to see about uh, that. 
they did it again, didn't they? He, Steve, Steve works wonders. I got you. Uh, Steve. Thank you, Steve. That I mean, I, I, I pressed that glass right into duty. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at uh, the solo box office update one last time because it's kind of circling the drain here with, with a lot of other tentpole movies coming out. So this week, according to Box Office Mojo, Solo will be taking in an estimated $4.5 million for a domestic total of $202.2 million. And it, then it added another 2.6 internationally this weekend, which is good for an international total of 150 and a grand total of $353.5 million. So it's, hmm. it's probably made its production budget back, uh, but it's probably... Yeah, left- I heard that it did make it back. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, like, yeah. So I think back. the original budget was probably in the order of one seventy or one fifty, and then I think the reshoots cost another another eighty. So we're looking at two fifty ish. It definitely made back its money uh, for production, okay. but it, the marketing probably still leaves it in the red, which is never ideal. You don't want to be in the red, and then you know, the the little marketing they did. <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe it did creep right over the line and make them a, a little bit. But it's I. Analysts, people much smarter than me, whose job it is to follow this stuff, think that it's probably left Disney in the hole just a little bit. So, um, you know, when when you take a look at Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Part Two, whatever it's called, and Incredibles Two, with both of which just dropped and both are killing it at the box office, and before that we had Infinity War and Deadpool Two, which also both killed it. Like Solo's the only movie that didn't live up to expectations, which I think says a lot and will serve as the as the backbone for what we're going to talk about today. But on the bright side, it looks like we might be getting the home video release on September 7th, as per Clayton Sandell of ABC. He, re- he replied to a tweet from uh, Jason at Making Star Wars, and we'll hear for- more from Jason in a few minutes as well. But I think from here, guys, we can jump into the main scandal in Star Wars this week. There seems to be more scandals than stories in Star Wars. So uh, this will be a bit of a different episode. I'll just say that now because... Uh, since Carlos, Carlos and I and, and Corey were all we're in the midst of a long weekend here in, in Quebec. We have our Fête Nationale, um, so we're off on Monday, which you might think would be the perfect opportunity for me to spend the whole day editing, but that is not what I'll, I will be doing. So this week uh, we're gonna do news, and that's it. So listener questions we are gonna bump until episode one thirty four, which is in two weeks from now, because next week episode one thirty three. Is another long weekend here. It's it's the Canadian Independence Day, so we're gonna do Confederation. Gonna, exactly. So we are going to uh, do the same thing next week as well. We're just gonna talk about news or whatever topics we cook up, and we're gonna push listener questions till episode one thirty four. Just very selfishly because I need a quick edit <laughs> on on those Monday mornings, so I'm not sitting there for six hours while the kids say I want to do this, I want to do that. So I think that's that's fairly tell, understandable. Tell the list. Tell the listeners the truth. It's because when usually we record on Sunday nights, Monday you're at work and you're mm-hmm. just sitting in front of your computer mm-hmm. anyways. So it's a lot easier to do your edits. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you're when you're not supposed when you're not supposed to be editing but actually working. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm multitasking, Carlos. I'm multitasking. Ah, oh, yes. But also my my I... laptop is now seven years old. Mm. And this thing just chokes on these big, huge, like two hour long audio files. Oh, yeah. So even if I Can't sit do down that. and just focus on that, every time I do an operation in, in Audacity, 
my computer just thinks about it for like three minutes. So it <laughs> takes me the same amount of time. So it's ridiculous. So for the yeah. next for this episode and for totally next week's episode, we're just gonna do news and uh, whatever topics we come up with, and then from episode from then on, we'll be back to to regular uh, f- uh, show format. I think sounds good. Yeah, and you know we're all you guys are moving, and who who has time for show notes when you're moving, right? So yeah, but anyway, the latest. <laughs> The latest scandal embroiling Star Wars fandom is all about the standalone movies and stemming from the report that Collider filed on Wednesday of last week. And what's you know, what's going to become of the standalones in the aftermath of Solo? So give me a few minutes here. I'm going to paint as clear a picture as I can manage. Uh, I, there's lots of different stories that came out from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And this is by no means an exhaustive recap of every quote and every story point. Like, I'd be here for two hours babbling if I wanted to do that. So uh, I'm just going to try and rattle off the main points from the main players here. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kick a couple questions around. And I just, I'll preface it by saying anytime the threat of less star Wars presents itself, I get nervous. You guys get nervous. Everybody listening gets nervous. So I, I was really intent on following this thread pretty closely. So the original collider report came out on Wednesday and the quote from the piece said, Sources with knowledge of the situation tell Collider that Lucasfilm has decided to put plans for more a Star Wars story spin-off movies on hold, instead opting to focus their attention on Star Wars Episode Nine, and what the next trilogy of Star Wars films will be after that film. So if you recall back to Episode 130, I had said that rethinking the standalones might be something they do in the wake of Solo's disappointing box office result. Like, so I'm unsurprised, but sad just the same. I was sad just the same when I heard the report. But I think it's also really important to keep things in perspective that nothing had been confirmed. Nothing was announced on Lucasfilm's end. Despite, you know, all these reports that we'd seen over the last little while about Kenobi and Boba Fett, they seem pretty legit, but it's not official. So technically, we've lost nothing. But that didn't stop us from panicking. And then uh, MSW, Jason at Making Star Wars, chimed in. And when Jason speaks, I listen. So... He entered the fray with some valuable context to perhaps explain what was really going on. And his addition to the story is that studio space at Pinewood that was earmarked for a Star Wars movie. Now, here's the interesting part. It was something along the lines of Moss Eisley's spaceport, a Star Wars story, a standalone that we had never heard of. Hmm. So that studio space was kind of relinquished. And so now, because nobody had heard of that, that movie before, before Jason brought it up, like perhaps Collider took that info to mean that Obi-Wan and Boba Fett were doomed as well. Maybe they just heard that studio space had been given up and they took that to mean everything, like the baby was being thrown out with the bathwater. So here's the key quote from Jason. From the sound of the conversations I've had in the last day, Collider wasn't wrong in that a Star Wars movie was held off. It just seems like it was not the two movies we all thought it was based on the initial information. So that's okay. That's I like the sound of that. That's a little more reassuring. And then ABC's Clayton Sandell weighed in, and he he kind of baited the hook for everybody, saying, "I got I, I I'm going to weigh on in this." And of course, Disney owns ABC, so you got you know he's getting some official info here. So he called well. He he reported that Lucasfilm called Collider's initial report as inaccurate, and here's the quote from their report. 
Lucasfilm sources on Thursday characterize as inaccurate a report that future Star Wars movies failing out, falling outside of the regular trilogy storyline, episodes 1 to 9, have been put on hold in the wake of, bo- of the box office underperformance of Solo, a Star Wars story. Instead, Lucasfilm told ABC News there are still multiple Star Wars films currently in development that have not been officially announced. Those projects are moving forward separate from an already announced Star Wars trilogy, being overseen by The Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson and another series of movies from, from Game of Thrones producers David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. And I, you know, I think you can take that one of two ways depending on how you feel about these outlets, Collider and ABC, and how you feel about the standalones. Like You might feel relief, or you might want to break out the tinfoil hat. So ABC gives you the relief that there's nothing to see here, like look away. And inaccurate, labeling it as inaccurate is an easy way for Lucasfilm to softly dispel the rumors without having to get into specifics. And PR people love nothing more than to squash rumors without having to explain themselves, which which is what they did. They didn't give us any other info, right? So the optimist says that this report puts everything back to square one, which is where we were after this report came. Okay, so nothing's changed. And then the plot thickened yet again on Friday. When Steven Weintraub of Collider, who I think was the guy who posted the initial Collider report, they doubled down on their source. And you know they're saying that our story is right. And they also went as far as to insinuate that ABC may be biased in their reporting and that fans should believe the independent site with a proven track record. Which I thought was a bit of a hot take, but hey. Also on Friday... Um, do I have any, do I have any, no, I don't have a quote there. So anyway, also on Friday, the, the Hollywood Reporter published their own report, which seems to represent some sort of middle ground. So they said, they haven't slowed down development, says a source with knowledge of Lucasfilm's thinking, but they are licking their wounds. Lucasfilm Ka- President Kathleen Kennedy and her team are regrouping and figuring out the direction of the movies beyond the final installment of the main Star Wars films. Uh, the main series of films, Star Wars Episode Nine, which is scheduled for release December 20th, 2019. It doesn't mean those spinoffs don't happen, says another insider of Solo's underperformance globally. It just means they're trying to figure out how to make and market them differently. So that's the end of that quote. And I, I think this is the cozy middle ground, right? I think, personally, personally, I think there's something going on with this whole thing, and I think some combination of Jason's report... And the Hollywood Reporter's report is likely the truth of the matter. Like Collider's The Sky sky is Falling Extreme is countered by ABC's Nothing to See Here stance. But like most things, the truth is somewhere in the middle, I think. Um, So there we go. And then lastly, there's another report coming from Playlist that suggested that maybe the Obi-Wan movie is still moving ahead and may be destined for Disney's streaming service. Which is weird. Really weird. The report also reiterates something that I didn't know before. That Stephen Daldry, who had been linked to this for the longest time, he'd supposedly left the project months ago. So, wow. Okay, guys. So, with all that out of the way, it sounds like we're kind of at square one where nothing has really been taken away from us that we knew about. But what was your take uh, Carlos, when when this news broke, what what was your feeling on these standalones that apparently had been taken away from us? Uh, my first thought was Collider's crap, <laughs> <laughs> and 
nothing had been confirmed. So until it's confirmed, <laughs> it's all speculation to begin with. So to say that a movie that hasn't been confirmed is is on the shelf again when it was never taken off the shelf and presented as something that's actually happening. It's all white noise to me. It's it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, and we had our fun I, for me. It was right? just clickbait. That's that, I just felt it as clickbait. That I'll be honest, because oh yeah, you know that movie that they never really announced. Oh yeah, they're not going to announce it now. Oh cool, and the sky's blue. You know, we had our fun but, with it though, right? Like every time a report came out that seemingly confirmed Kenobi was going like un- underway or Boba Fett was underway, we ran with it, as as did many other Star Wars outlets. But you're right. Like, well, it was always presented in the, well, it's not confirmed until Lucasfilm says it is, so let's keep that in mind. Yeah, like the James, the, the, uh, James Mangold uh, doing the Boba Fett thing, like, was that confirmed? No. Uh, no, it wasn't confirmed by Disney, but I mean, we got really good sources on it, and uh, we actually uh, dropped a pretty good episode uh, talking a lot about that. Um, for sure, but I mean, it, it was a positive news and I, that's the one thing I don't like about this this whole article that uh, you know that Collider dropped is like it it, it just smacks of clickbait and I, I just didn't like it at all. Michelle, what was your take when this news broke? Were you heartbroken over the apparent loss of of standalones, or were you just like, nah, well, let's let's see what really happens here? Well, I mean, at first, like when everyone was talking about it, I was just like, uh huh. But I, I do, I had known about, like, I know about some stuff that is going on behind the scenes that I'm sworn to secrecy about that I can't talk about. I'm sorry, um, but other people <laughs> could get in trouble for me saying something. Um, but you know, it's Hollywood. Unless it's on Deadline or The Hollywood Reporter, it's really hard for me to kind of like take real. I don't know, to put any weight behind it. And um, what, like, I feel like a lot of the industry too is out here in LA is like, they wait for it to be on deadline. And as long as it's not on deadline yet, um, which is like the website deadline, um, then people don't really, it's still kind of like, eh, like we don't really trust anything unless it's on deadline. Like that's where it gets announced. So, um, I don't know. I mean, personally, I thought, you know, I think my tweet response was like, I'm disappointed if this is true, because personally, I do really enjoy the standalones. Um, And I thought the stories were pretty great. And I thought they were really strong. And it wasn't really I think it was a lot of factors that was behind this solo situation with the money because there was many factors I think the story itself was strong though so to me I thought maybe this means they might be pulling them because they never said they were canceling them but they said they were on hold so I thought okay well maybe they're going to pull them back you know re-figure out how to remarket and do that more effectively and you know I think which one was it one of the um, articles talked about that that uh Wait, the Hollywood Reporter said um, it was basically said the same thing where it was like um, the box office returns were a wake up call for the studio to make and market upcoming and they want to market the upcoming films a little differently. So they're kind of trying to figure out, you know, a new way to market them. And I think it would be smart for them to maybe hold some of these 
maybe for, you know, Galaxy's Edge or Celebration. And I think, Kyle, you said maybe the 50th anniversary or, you know, kind of like down the line. I don't think that um, they're going to be completely gone away. But yeah, no um, sure, I, I, I see them, you know, I mean, the solo marketing was problematic. I mean, I've been very vocal about that. It sucked. On the top, on, I know it sucked. And, you know, it was just really and I rewatched um, the episode of uh, the toys that made us with, for the Star Wars episode because um, Gen X wing is having um someone on from the show and i rewatched it and even looking back at that and how they kind of were marketing those toys in a very complicated situation you know i I know the the timing is different but they thought outside the box more and they were a little bit more kind of mainstream with their marketing and even with um what was I was I recently saw something where they some some like Star Wars thing had a um had a deal with uh what's it called McDonald's and I was just like why did you not pick McDonald's it makes no sense or like well you that's know, because Coca-Cola. they cut ties uh, Lucasfilm yeah, cut like, ties with all the fast food joints oh right I think that was after the Force Awakens they, but they how just decided is they weren't going to do that but is Denny's not fast food. Technically, diner, no. You sit. Uh, you order off the menu. You sit down and you eat it. There's, I don't know. It, it, it's I don't, crap. It, to it, me, it it's also fast crap. Food. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I think you know, it's hard to say. Like, I feel like it's definitely like a developing story, and I'm sure they have a lot of. I mean, even just them telling us all of the different things that are in the pipeline down the pipeline for the films of this Ryan's trilogy and Benioff's wife's wife's trilogy and all, all this and the TV show and the animated stuff. Like there's a lot going on. So, you know, with all of these things kind of in development and some of these things that I've heard that are in development or being greenlit um, that haven't made the news yet, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So um you know, I don't think I'm going to believe it, believe it until I see it on deadline personally. But, you know, it does make me a little sad. Um, but I hope that, you know, that we might have to wait a little bit longer. But I hope that maybe that will translate to at least them being able to kind of reassess and like really hone in on what works. And, you know, they'll use this opportunity to really focus on story and budget and, you know, talent and figuring out and marketing. What and marketing. Marketing <laughs> is the most important thing they need to figure out. Oh, I wish I could just like give them that's, free advice. That's the silver lining Ugh. here, possibly, right? Where they've been forced to take a step back and reassess what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So maybe now and is a good time to do that. Yeah, and they said they're one of the things is they're licking their wounds and they're reassessing how to make and market the upcoming films differently than they did now. And they definitely need to find a new marketing plan when it comes to these, you know, standalones. It's just, you can't just like phone it in. These are the ones you have to push for a little bit more because Saga has that lead in of just people who are interested in Saga. It's got the the event movie appeal to it. Exactly. And the nostalgia and all of that. And like, maybe I think they thought that Solo would be enough, would have enough nostalgia to carry it through that they wouldn't have to push it as hard as Rogue One. But like even Rogue One had that really cushy Christmas time slot. So they were really lucky in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's just difficult when you're not, you know, yeah, sure. It's Han Solo and 
they're meeting all these characters that we love for the first time and you know but you do need to kind of it's not enough to just t- try to do that on nostalgia especially when it's not a saga film so yeah completely. you know completely they got completely i i don't i don't want to say they just said well it's got the star wars name we're good let's just our, our fans will carry us to a billion dollars i don't know that yeah that, like that the remake ever. star wars people who say oh yeah well we have the star wars name so we're gonna be fine yeah oh, and that's no. what that's what ever <laughs> don't it's like boogeyman if we keep talking about them they're gonna keep showing up no yeah, i'm I, just saying like you can't just say like you know oh it's the star wars name it's gonna be fine like there's all so much it's not it's not the 70s and or 80s and like it's not enough anymore you nope. need more there's so much out there that people can buy and ingest and there's so much content and even tv is so strong right now and you don't have to pay 20 dollars to go see a movie you know you can just watch it on netflix like it's just there's, it's a challenging there's, there's time, too much out there so. competing for your eyeballs and it's exactly star wars is now caught up in the morass like there's Yep. It's not what it, especially when it's a standalone, like you need to stand out. You need to give people a reason mm-hmm. to come and they didn't do that. But I, I align more closely with the Hollywood Reporter's report than Collider or ABC's. Like yeah, there is something I'm going on here. Definitely sure. Hollywood Reporter. I mean, for me, like the next step below deadline or like in the accuracy or in how much I believe in I how much I trust the information is the Hollywood Reporter. So um, for me, like I trust Hollywood Reporter. I just think that you know, the Collider, the Collider one was just a little too much catastrophizing too soon. And I think like you know, yeah. it's going for that big get of like freaking people out and catastrophizing things makes people fall into panic and anxiety. It was, it was, and freaking sens- out. It was a sensational report. It was yeah, it was definitely sensationalized. And but you, you remember like after accurate. after Solo's debut. Um, you know, we, we talked about uh, Dave Hollis, who was da- uh, mm-hmm. Disney's president of worldwide theatrical distribution. Yeah, he, he said <laughs> we're all over it, and we will spend a lot of time, a lot of time digging into why things happened the way they did in various markets. We have a year and a half before Episode Nine comes out. Like something with the timing of that statement and this story. Yeah, there makes there sense. is something going on here for sure. They're, yeah, they're definitely sure. in my mind rethinking this. Like the, mm-hmm. the standalones have been less lucrative and more prob- problematic. They do need but to rethink term- what's going on. So true. But in terms of story, I feel like people who have watched the standalones have been more um, satisfied by yes. the story that they watch comparatively to the saga films. More people are watching them, but the um, response to the films are a lot more polarizing in the saga films than comparatively to the standalones. So if they can figure out how to market the standalones, I think the stories are strong enough. If they can get the people there, then I think people will enjoy them and people will watch them. And I think the only problem is like trying to convince people that this is something that that is good and it's something you're willing to watch. And the story is really, really strong. So, well, I guess the the way to look at it now is, is, is these, the saga movies, they're meant to challenge you. Mm-hmm. they're meant to kind of push the boundaries of the galaxy and, and really push different themes. And some of them make you uncomfortable. One of the things I kept saying, Carlos, you'll attest to this before the last Jedi is get ready to be uncomfortable specifically with Luke. It's going to be weird. Like we're, we're going to swarm yeah. over this and I I'm, I'm okay with that. Like really challenge us as a crowd. I don't need to be fed the same bland pablum. The standalones have been that kind of like, I'm, I don't say that to disparage them, but they've been safe. 
they're, they're kind of straight ahead action adventure movies where there's no no real mm-hmm. twists. They're not really pushing your brain. It's just an action movie. And some people, as it turns out, more and more fans have been, have revealed themselves to want that out of Star Wars. They don't really want something more cerebral or uh, or I don't know spiritual, if you want to use that word. Um, yeah, that's kind of the way I, I see the the contrast between the standalones and and the, the sagas. At least until they get to Obi Wan, maybe that becomes a bit different. But let's talk about that, um, Carlos. What are your thoughts yeah. on this idea of Kenobi going direct to streaming? Um, yeah, um, I'm still thinking about the Grand Slam breakfast at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I only uh, I only had a salad today for lunch. If you drive and, an uh, hour west from you, you you can have that tomorrow morning. No, definitely, I definitely could. <laughs> uh, I'll probably be in a better mind frame tomorrow morning to not want that but um, <laughs> um no definitely um when I, when I first heard uh and you confirmed it with me before we started the the show uh, about uh, going to uh, straight to uh streaming. the streaming service it could be um how can i explain it if they're uh, gonna charge four or five dollars a month and that's your premier um uh, your ticket that's your star wars your tic- content your, ticket yeah yeah that would be a re- i mean they're going to recuperate a lot of that money very very quickly mm-hmm. just just for people yeah. who are probably you know hesitating right now you know do i keep netflix or do i you know add disney to my streaming um uh, we thought it would be a show, right? We thought it would be the live action. Um, well, Favreau's the, the, the Favreau, right? Do we? I, I think Favreau's is also su- supposed to be for that. I'm pretty yeah, sure Favreau's as well was, as Star Wars Detours is going on the on the stream. No, that no, was no, a rumor, it, yeah, that, but it possibly right. We're talking about like uh, uh, a show. Right, that the Favreau's yeah, is like more, a more like a, a live show, action show, as as opposed to an actual, let's say two two hour movie. Um, yeah, I, I I don't see why. Let's be honest. When you're putting a movie in theaters, you have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so th- there's one less expense for them, uh, just to you know jam it on their service, and now you're getting people who are like. Well, I was gonna spend fifteen or sixteen or twenty bucks to go to the movies uh, just to watch another Star Wars movie. Well, I'll just drop that money and and just get the streaming service from Disney, and you know, and then once you once you once it's coming out of your account every month, who the hell? You know, oh, it's over. Who, once, who they set, once they set the hook, it's done. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, nobody nobody cancels. Like, what's wrong with you? But like they you know? could, I feel like they could also do um, something along the lines of, of what um, BBC does with uh, Sherlock and Doctor Who, and that they do have, you know, um, it's on their channel. But sometimes they'll do like one night only, and they'll mm-hmm. show like one of the older films like in a screen for just one night. At like for one showing, like they did that recently, and then I know that with Sherlock they did that 
when they premiered stuff the first day that it premieres, you can see it in the theater. And then if you can't get to that showing, then you can watch it on the streaming channel. Um, so they might end up doing that. I don't know. Maybe they'll just oh, keep it on the here's stream. Here's the move. Here's the move. Like, I'm split on this one. Like, a Star Wars movie to me needs to be on the big screen. But I also understand the need for them to get some big fish on the streaming service to pull people in. I'd be down for a miniseries. Me too. But here's what I think they could do. You put in theaters, you put a theatrical cut, but put an extended edition on the streaming yes, service. Yes, that's so smart. And that and I love that. The 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 knock on effect is that people like us, we double dip. Like we'll we'll, dip. we'll go see it in theater, and then you'll say, oh, and then next month it's going to show up on the streaming service. An and extended then we'll watch edition. it on the streaming service, and we'll sign and up for we'll that. And then we'll watch it again as a theatrical to see what's different. You know? Of course, absolutely. Yeah. You make it you on the streaming service. You make it, uh, you know, a good half hour, forty minutes longer, just because you totally. can. Because people can pause it and go back to it and do it in two months after they've already paid you twice for the streaming service. Like that's yeah, that's, that's, that's smart, that's easy for that's me. That's a great idea. But the problem right. I think is is timing, right? Like if the streaming service yeah. is coming fourteen to fifteen months from now in the fall of twenty nineteen, we're gonna end up in the same situation we just had with Solo and the Last Jedi, where They'll be in just about to hit their full-on blitz for episode nine and be caught having to market a Kenobi movie. I don't think they're going to release it at the same exact time that they're going to launch it, though. I think they might hold it. They, they, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking. They, they would have to hold yes. Kenobi until 2020. I think they'll get, I think they would get, you know, the streaming service on its legs a little bit for like. A, like a little bit with the other shows and like have them have an opportunity to get started and then they'll start dropping because, yeah, because movie. I don't think you want to go into the streaming service. Is. Like you wouldn't want to go into the streaming service with Favreau and Kenobi both hitting at the same time. No, you were and like you're, that's you're how killing yourself. And that's how Netflix started. Like Netflix started with starting their own original shows, and then they started moving into original movies. So I feel like if you know they're doing really, they're being they're very successful. Whether or not their original movies are as successful as you know, the shows, I don't know. But in terms of like a way that that started and how they kind of transitioned into also doing film in an original film in, a, in addition to original show is that they started with the shows and then they started adding on the original movies. So I think that they would, they would create the movie for the platform, start the shows, hold it, and then do the movie after, you know, the whole um, episode nine kind of gets out of the way a little bit and then people are just like want more content maybe, maybe they'd maybe, be really dirty about it and they'll say when we hit 10 million subscribers we'll release the kenobi movie yeah that might happen <laughs> how dirty that would happen. that be you're, you're holding the movie hostage i mean it's very youtube <laughs> but yeah who knows anyway, if, if this pans out like to me this i think if they do this you know it's an experiment and mm-hmm. I, if you're doing kenobi if you're doing it on Tatooine, I think this would all but confirm he stays there because you're going to do a much smaller budget than than a normal Star Wars movie. So I, I, yeah. think, I think this, I don't know, I don't want to throw a number to it, but like forget Revenge of the Sith Part 2. Like it's not going to be Kenobi flipping around, jumping from planet to planet, knocking out battle droids and spaceships and this and that. It'll be a much more quieter affair, character driven and actions and effects are in the backseat. Like that's, I think that's how I picture that movie. That's how I always pictured the movie. This move just makes it easier for me to justify that. 
Plus, I also think that because you know how we talked about, like, in terms of um, Obi-Wan having the potential to be a little bit more of, like, um, a, like, art house, like, very introspective, like, potentially nominated for Oscar-level stuff. If yeah, they're doing that's that, if they want to do that, they do have to release in theaters. So even mm-hmm. if it's limited, they do have to do a limited theater release to be considered for Academy. So I, I definitely think they will do a limited theater release. It will be a, probably a different version, like you said, like a theatrical cut, and then they'll do a director's cut release on the platform. But first, it has to release in theaters, and then it can release on streaming in order to be considered. Like Manchester by the Sea was the same thing. Um, a lot of the, like the big sick, also the same thing. Um, and they yeah, were both nominated point. for Oscars. That's a good so point. So this, this will definitely, if uh, they will definitely be submitting it to Oscars in general, because even not even if they were planning to for story or for um, acting, they always submit for music and all of that. So in order to do that, they would have to release it anyway in the theater first. So, right. you know, it will definitely be in a theater at one point. But, you know, how long? You're not sure. It's strange, though, because you know what? They, they had me anyway. As soon as they mentioned streaming service, they had me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as yeah. you said, well, Favreau's show is going to be there, you had me. I was going to do yeah. that anyway. So I wonder if they're just squandering an opportunity to put Kenobi in theater and just make them an extra $300 million. Like, how many Star Wars fans are going, uh, yeah, Favreau's cool, but I'm not going to sign up until you have, like, more stuff. Like, I, they've got they I I think it's safe to say that the three of us anyway, not that we speak for all of fandom, but I would have signed up just to have access to Favreau's show. Yeah, me too. Carlos. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> Pretty simple, well, right? Like, I, yeah, they they've got. I've me. been saying it for I've been saying it for a long time. As soon as they announced it, I'm like, I'm down. Like, where do I sign? So down, like, man. When does it start? And I think, Michelle, maybe that's the best of both worlds. Maybe it's, you know, yeah. a limited engagement. We're going to do this. You know, Kenobi mm-hmm. will be in theaters for three weeks. Yep. And where a movie makes the bulk of its money anyway. So right. it'll still, and people will rush out to see it because they don't want to miss it on big screens. Especially because they'll do limited release, like very, like short limited re- release and also probably going to be in limited theaters or limited cities. Limited screens. Potentially. Yeah. And yeah, you, like, yeah, and then you do that and you circumvent and you defuse all potential talk of, well, a Kenobi movie sucked in theaters. Well, if you do it on limited screens, limited run, people you love always limited have that. edition, man. We're collectors. We love limited edition stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, and so they would never have to deal with, well, if it underperforms, you, you can just say, well, it was limited run. It was on, right. on so few screens and it was only there for three weeks and people didn't know. And. Yeah, because it's for the it's it's for awards. It's literally what we call in in LA like the award the award run. It's just it's literally so they can be considered for all of the awards situation. For your consideration. Yep. For your consideration. Hey, did I just title the episode? I think you did. I may have. I may have just done that. All right. Uh, do we have any more to say on this drama? I th- I think I'm comfortable saying we're back to square one for the time being, but something is afoot. With the standalones, they're they're reassessing this whole thing. Are we are are we all kind of on the same page there? Yeah, I think we. Are. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a shame if like if we never if they did actually pull the plug, but I do, I don't think so. I I for sure we're I getting Kenobi. For sure we're getting Kenobi at some point, and I would I would bet considering what they've already invested in Boba Fett with Josh Trank, 
and if you put any stock into this these James Mangold rumors, there's there's stuff there that I don't think they're gonna just put that away. I'd say those two standalone movies are absolute locks. When I don't know, but we will see them before before we leave this uh, this mortal coil. All right, let's let's talk about uh, Princess Leia, Michelle. We've never got your take on this. So Todd oh. Fisher, Carrie's brother, hopes Leia has a role in Nine. So he said, Yoda came back in the last movie, so why not Carrie? In the first film, Obi-Wan says that if he dies, he'll come back stronger than ever. I feel like that's Carrie. She'll never disappear entirely. So Michelle, I'm going to start with you on this one. Like, Where are you with Leia in Episode 9? Like, Do you want to see her in 9? Do you want her written out in the crawl? Like, and, and specifically, if, you, if she, you do want to see her in 9, how do you feel about her as a Force ghost? It's just <laughs> we've beaten I, uh, this topic up, so I, I know no, what Carlos is thinking. Just, it's just I don't I, I don't want to I don't know I just don't want them to do a Leia like I just I mean if they're gonna if they're I mean they had they did get the rights to her image, so like I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter what we say we're probably gonna see her. Um, I hope that if they do her that they choose to do it tastefully. You know, as I mean, Force Ghost, fine, but like not super long. Like, I don't even think, I don't know. I just, I feel like, even though I feel like there was a part in um, Last Jedi when she should have just died, like, and not stayed um, because she had already passed away. But I think personally, like, I remember with my friends and I, we were saying how I would like it to see, um, like uh, episode nine, I guess, open with like maybe Leia's funeral and like a version of what a funeral would look like for someone like that um, in the Star Wars universe. Uh, I think that would be kind of poignant and night in, in a great moment if they're going to do something with her. Um, I mean, they can't really just like, I mean, it's hard to just like, get rid of her. She's so important. But and I feel like if they I feel like you can't win here, because if you do no. write her off in the crawl, people are going to be pissed. And if you do put her in the film too much and do what they tried to do with um, mm, Rogue One and then do um, kind of the Tarkin thing like they did in Rogue One, where they had a different actress and they had all the beads on her face. And then they um, did the young carry over her face. Um, I mean, you can do that, but. Do you, should we really have someone do that for the whole film? I think not. I would prefer that they didn't because Carrie is Carrie and I don't care if you put someone, uh, Carrie's face on someone else's body. Like it's not the same for me, like her, her every movement that she does. And it's just not her. And I don't know. I love her so much that I'm just a little weary of someone like trying to force it and put her in the movie when it's just, I don't know. I feel like they should come up with a really brilliant way to kind of keep her memory alive and then a really great way to kind of memorialize her and keep her. I think that her um, essence and what what she's about and who she is and the inspiration that she gives to everyone in the rebellion should stay alive throughout you know, the film. And I think there's a way to do it without having her physically be in it. Yeah, I like what you said um, about the funeral. I, that's something that I thought about 
boy, in an old, old episode that you kind of you feel her loss through yeah. the characters in the movie. And that's that's the that's homage what to I'm the character. Exactly. You, you can still, you can that's have, like, what I'm thinking about. You can still have images you know, of Leia, right? You can still have yes, like a holographic yes. image of her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like holograph. Totally. But I mean, I kind of think because for me, you know, that um, in Guardians 2, when they did uh, uh, Yondu's funeral, that moved me so much. Like I cry every time I see that scene. And it's it's just, it's weird. It, maybe it's because I lost my dad early, but just seeing that, it was just so, and seeing everyone watch it and then their specific like way that they do it at the Ravager's funeral, it was just so was moving it, and it was poignant and it, it, it meant something. And I want Star Wars to do not exactly that, but like a ver- their version of that for Leia. And I think that, doing a funeral would be important and i think it could be it could be i think that would could be the one thing that most a lot not all but like a very large amount of people would all agree would be a right way to kind of homage her that could work that could be tasteful carlos i feel like yeah that's tasteful carlos still here yeah, I'm here. I'm here. There he is. <laughs> what's what's your revised <laughs> take on asleep. Leia? We haven't touched on this in a while, but what what do you think about what Todd Fisher said? Um, I understand his point of view. Um, I'm still uh, on the um, on the crawl, explaining or uh, bringing us to an event uh, that uh, we don't necessarily see Leia uh, anymore. Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, I I didn't like... What's the word I'm looking for? The the Tarkin technology in Rogue One was really, really well done, but it didn't capture Carrie Fisher for for that Leia at the end. Yep. And, um, I mean, it was still beautiful, like, still really well done. Just, I didn't catch Leia from 77 with that image and the nuances yeah there's just something about even the the eyeliner there was just something different about it. it just didn't seem like her and um i'm sticking to wanting to have her fate um explained in the crawl or in that like very first scene where you know I had talked about an assassination attempt or or things of that nature, uh, which we've seen in other movies. So, yeah, uh, I understand his, his point of view. I understand, uh, you know, wanting her legacy to, to live on. But, um, you know, for the benefit of the movie and not just to please a few other people, whatever the best story is, then go with that. Well, I, I think the best the best story would have been her full story, which we're not going to see. Like, whatever they originally came up with first is you know if 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 nine was supposed to be Leia's story, that's probably the best story. But we're not getting that. And, I'm sad. Yeah, no way are we getting that. I, I kind of wish in a in a in a perfect world, I would I would love to see that. But this is far from a perfect world. Um, like this is something that. Todd has said before and I, I do agree with him I hope we see her somehow like I th- I think the character deserves more than for us just to not see her like if they're going to write her out in the crawl Agreed. they've got to go to the funeral that's got it it can't be like Leia died you have to have a funeral got to you got to do something special for her you got to ha- spend a few minutes 
mourning Leia. You can't just be like, Leia died, and oh, here we're starting a new battle, and we don't talk about Leia anymore. No, like, you no, gotta go to can't. a funeral if you're gonna do that. I um, feel like the best way would be crawl funeral, and then feeling her presence through everyone else in the character in the galaxy, mourning her, and how that affects each one of them, and how they're all inspired and touched by her, and take that you know her memory and her advice, and maybe that some of those things make them make certain decisions or something, you know, like something that permeates through, but doesn't necessarily need her there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I'm with you a hundred percent on that, but we're something I am vehemently against against is the force ghost. Like, I think that is cheap and lazy and contrived. I think that this, this saga (laughs) deserves better than just a sappy saccharine, predictable layup like that like i would i will vomit in my seat <laughs> and it's i'm that's not to say I anything bad about leia i love her to death she is one of the keys of this saga i just there's there's no precedent for having leia as a force ghost like we've seen no. it's, it's canonically explained that becoming a force ghost is a very very difficult thing to do mm-hmm. it takes all kinds of training and just for her to do it, I mean, there's a way for them to backdoor it if they want to. That in ancillary materials, that that is one of the things that Luke taught her. And we know that Luke taught her some things. Maybe they backdoor it where force ghosting is what Luke taught her. Ha ha, gotcha. That's why that works. <laughs> I, I just, it's a Jedi thing. I don't care that she's the daughter of the Chosen One. I, I think that, you know, if you see at the end Force Ghost Luke and Anakin and all these Jedi popping up as Force Ghost and then Leia comes in too, like one of these things is not like the others. And yeah. I just, I just, I think it's just for, that w- that would be done for like very, uh, very not not cheap thrills, but you're pulling at heartstrings when you when there's plenty of other opportunities in Episode Nine to do that, and this that's just a very cheap. I don't want to say low-hanging fruit, but that's what it would be. And I think I think yeah. episode nine deserves better. Now, in, in the spirit of Corey, uh, uh, so are we 100% sure that Anakin was the chosen one? Or yes. um, is it Luke? Or... <laughs> Carlos, <laughs> stop. Uh, come on, come on. Chop rules with the Z. <laughs> Even Corey's force ghost is here. Corey, get out of here. Ha- I don't know. Force Ghost, Leia, where are you guys at? No, I'm not there. No, I don't want yeah. her as a Force Ghost. There's, there's not enough. There's not enough meat, just, to, just to, you know, just to add it in. You know what I mean? Like, if it's a major plot point, then, then it becomes different. Like if but... she appears to Kylo. Or something like I. Just Ooh, wait, another... that would be cool. Like, what the hell are you doing, son? <laughs> no, it's just like and I don't. Leia appears another... to Kylo. Can you can you put on a shirt? Can you put on a shirt and stop <laughs> harassing Ray, please? And lower those pants. You look ridiculous. <laughs> uh, no, but no. If uh, I don't want another Return of the Jedi, weird. Like Kumbaya uh, around the fire. Yeah, I just. I, I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see, uh, you know, 
Sebastian Shaw. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm that old. And um, likewise, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, just for the sake of it, nah, man. No, 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 no. I don't want to see anything just for the sake, just for the sake of it, just for for Todd Fisher's. That's the worst way to see something. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Well, it if, if we're worst. sitting here to sitting here today as fans, and if if Force Ghost Leia is one of those things that has been around fandom, oh, I'd love. To, don't do it. Like we talked yeah. about off the top, like with these remake Don't the Last Jedi people, the worst way to get the best way to get a bad Star Wars movie is to listen to fans. Yeah, so I, I you know I'm imagining Force Ghost Leia right now, and I'm like, wow, she did it! Like what an achievement for such a great character. Of course that makes sense, but when you back out and look at it from a from a broader view, it ugh, no, it's lazy, it's cheap. Don't do it. Agreed. Find Agreed. another way to honor the character. The funeral thing. I think is is a great way. We can spend seven, eight minutes at that scene, setting up the movie yeah. and really feeling Leia's loss. Like, what is the resistance going to do? Like, the last thing she says is, we have everything we need. And you feel good about that. Oh. And then you take away, you, you take Leia away from that puzzle. And you suddenly feel a lot less uh, secure in the resistance's future. I I, I think you got to play on play something with that there i i, I that definitely that's gotta be it it can't be something uh cheap and lazy please please don't do that please don't do that please don't do that all right yeah, um don't. okay so we have some differing opinions I, and i know i won't get what i want i'm already i'm comfortable with that um but hey this is what we do and, and we'll see but uh i i really hope i desperately hope that Whatever they do with Leia, we can all agree on this, that it's done tastefully. Um, yes. And that that's, Leia's character does serve some purpose in the movie. That would only be right. If, if we just write her out in the crawl and never reference her again, never her as, as Leia just doesn't have any further impact on Episode Nine. I think they've screwed up big time. Oh, yeah. All right. And then lastly for this week... Um, a potential spoiler for episode nine. So if you want to stay really, really clean on spoilers, this is where we say goodbye. So thanks for listening to this week. Um, bye guys. Bye. <laughs> Otherwise, if you want to stick with us, uh, there's a rumor going around that went around early last week that says a classic character is returning for episode nine. Ooh. And that character is somebody who is making waves. Once again, it's Lando. What? What? Well, what have we here? No kidding. Right. So here we come. Lando. He's he's hot, right? This is something that James said in the Facebook group that uh, makes sense. Lando's, Lando's had a bit of a, of a revival here under Donald Glover. Maybe, is this what they were waiting for? Maybe? Let's see how Lando plays in, in Solo, A Star Wars Story. And then if, if he's a hit, we'll bring him back in nine. I doubt that. I think they would do it if they had to, if, whether regardless of, of how he went over in, in Solo. But it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I, his absence has been a bit of a point of contention with fans. And given how the character has had a resurgence thanks to Solo, like, it makes sense to bring him in now. Like, I think there's room in our yep. little resistance for another scoundrel. You guys okay with this? Michelle, what do you think? Yeah, I'm into it. I can, I could be into it. Hopefully, like, as long as the story is good and it makes sense. Yeah. Like, especially if they do decide to do the Leia funeral 
and bring back Lando kind of that way too. I mean, it could be really interesting. That's a good place to insert him. Yeah. You know, especially because at that point we'll have lost um, Harrison Ford and then Carrie and then Mark Hamill became a force ghost. So, you know, well, he should, bringing it, it, someone it, in. That would be strange. Like he, he shows up at Leia's funeral, but who, who knows him? I guess it, Nia Num, right? Maybe he runs into Nia Num for the first mm-hmm. time in forever. Yeah. That could be well, the I way mean, in. But he's smooth. Yeah. He can introduce himself to anybody in, in any way. He's smooth. Yeah. And plus, like, if people like Maz and, like, you know, come, like, you know, he would know other people who are there, you know, who might show up. You're right. Yeah, there's no way they... Yeah, Lando knows knows everybody. Uh, Carlos, plus what do you think? Chewie. Yes, Chewie, of course. My goodness. Huck. <laughs> Shame on me. Carlos, where are you at with Lando? Um, have, you, have you missed him? I don't know. I'm still having a hard time digesting some of the dialogue from Solo. Um, and, and Lando saying, like, Lando saying, oh, what about your old man? Like, oh, it, it took me out. Took me out of the universe. Uh, I, I don't imagine billy d williams uh talking about his old man he talked about his mom uh, <laughs> no no i i know but i just i i didn't like the that part of the script you know uh l3 you know get your presumptuous ass out of my seat and uh there's just something about the the script writing that i didn't really some of the dialogue it wasn't all there for me. So would I like to see Billy D come back and, and, and be the suave guy that we met in uh, empire strikes back? Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it as long. I keep saying it and it's always the same story, but as long as the story's good, like it doesn't matter to me, you know, I don't have to see, uh, there's no checklist for me that has to, you know, uh, I mean, besides lightsabers, you know, like, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have a checklist. So if, if you bring in a character and that decision uh, was best for the, 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 the full movie, then yeah, man, do, do what you got to do, you know? So yeah, I'm down with, uh, with Billy D as long as his performance is up to snuff and that's, that's uh, something I worry. Well, I'm not, that's something that concerns me. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah just the, well, I mean, let's be honest here. We, everybody loves Carrie, but her performance in the force awakens was not great. No. Uh, and she, she was, I think first to admit that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, as, as long as he's like lucid and he, he, executes his lines properly and uh you know it, it helps in forwarding the story i'm good man i'm good with it yeah as long as it's not delivered with a big thick layer of cheese like yeah you've got to be yeah. you got to be just just lando just be lando and that's enough don't be like don't be lando man you know what i mean yeah. like just just be the guy that you brought to the screen but here, here's a question for you guys: Like, is he one of the friends in the outer rim that were alluded to during Battle of Crate? Like the guys who, like, they signaled to for help that just never got back to them, or is he on his own? Is he some, still being a grifter out there? Is he still conning people, or 
is he some kind of facilitator that shows up in one scene in the middle of the movie and he sort of helps out Poe or Finn at some point and says, uh, you know, he redirects them off to some other place in the galaxy that will help them get on their feet in a better way. The Maz treatment. The Maz treatment, exactly. Yeah. I hope, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't want to. I hope it's more than that. I yeah. really hope it's more than that. Like, I hope he has um, a wing or a division of. Like, you, uh, you still think he's, he's like General Calrissian? Maybe not general, but maybe it's it's um, like a fleet of merchants or something that can he can that he could like quickly transform into like a battle uh, group or something, a, exa- a battalion or uh, you know part of the fleet. Yeah, the, the, I, I'm hoping it's that. Like uh, you know, he could have gone back and you know back to Bespin or he did actually. Figure, yeah, <laughs> in, in the aftermath no, but books. I'm, he retook, no, no, for sure. He retook Bespin. Yeah, so like if he's still there or, you know, I, I still think that would be cool, but that he's ready, like at a drop of a dime to actually, you know, uh, turn turn his fleet or have a little, like a, a legion or a battalion of, of, of warriors who are ready to do what they have to do for him, you know? I think it makes I'm sense. Sure. Like that's, I would prefer to see that than like Power Finn walking in, seeing Lando with his feet up on a desk and he's smoking a cigar and oh, we need your help. And he just says, "Yeah, uh, go go to this planet. They'll help you out." And that's the end of end of Lando. Like that would that would just suck. And besides, let's face it, this is J.J. Abrams. He needs to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what yeah. do you think? Do you want to, is, should he be more central to the plot, more central to the resistance, or should he just kind of have this uh, blink and you miss it cameo? I mean, I don't really, I also don't want him to just be there for a cameo because then that's just like, why are you wasting your money on this? Like, really, do we need it? Um, so I would want, I, I hope that it's something that's the story is good. I mean, I feel like we're all a broken record at this point, but like, for me, as long as the service is the bigger story, like that's what I would want it to be. Like, I don't think it should be like huge, hugely major, but I feel like, you know, in some, some of like a, like a C arc type thing where it's just like, like ABC or maybe D arc where it's just like not super um, intense, but it's like a good amount of, I don't know, who knows, but like, kind of making some sort of plot furtherance in us in a in a um significant way i would want i would want like the story to actually be some sort of to have significance as to why we need him specifically to be in this movie not just like people talking about him in passing um because if it was something that they could have just talked about in passing then i don't want to see it uh but if you know, I would want to see him if it's an integral part of the story and something interesting and very Lando, I would find it be cool. Um, or I would like him to be in the funeral scene and then say goodbye. So I, I mean, think there's whatever. potential now that we've now, now that we're having this talk, I think there's, there's some potential for him uh, to, to have maybe the biggest role that he's had. Like, I think you could have could. him show up at the funeral and say, I'm here to help. These guys, these these First Order scum have taken away 
my best friend Han, if he, if he still considers mm-hmm. him his best friend by this point. They took away Han. They took away Leia. These people were like family to me. I'm here to help. And yeah, and that could be interesting, like in terms of the fact that like how much of about Lando does Kylo know about? And you know, as Han's kid who killed his father, you know, to service his, you know, let the past die whole situation, you know, maybe how would, how does Lando have, how, how has Lando heard about, has he heard about it? How has he, if he has, how does he view it? Like, um, it, does he think that he needs to either, you know, take it upon himself to like, you know, try to help his mm, friends, geez. you know, his memory by, you know, reining him back? Or is he going to be like, you killed everything that was good in the world. What is wrong with you? Like, let me fight for what's right. Or like, you know, who knows? Yeah, we it saw could be glimpses. interesting. We saw glimpses of Lando and Kylo's relationship or Ben's relationship in, yeah. in um, Last Shot. Where yeah. baby Kylo called him Uncle Wanwo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So going <laughs> from that in the book, like to being, you know, at where we are now in, you know, episode where we will see him in episode nine and where everything is at, especially if after if they do start with a Carrie funeral and then that's how Lando comes back in. And then, you know, they're like, OK, well, my friends are gone. Like, what am I going to do now? Like, who is going to who who other than me can help try to bring, you know, kylo back to ben mm. because he doesn't know ray you know so like I maybe think, he takes oh. it upon himself who knows i think that works for hardcore fans to some degree otherwise i think yeah. maybe that's a bit unearned for lando yeah maybe but oh here okay how about this it's something we've we've spoken about the falcon what happens if maybe he's coming back to get the Falcon? Maybe he retakes ownership of Rey. it. It's something yeah. like, I think Ray at the end is going to be like, okay, I'm setting up the Jedi. Like she's not going to want the Falcon. That's not going to be her priority. So maybe Lando retakes the Falcon and he's, he's reunited with L3. Reunited with L3. There you go. I don't know. Maybe Chewie and him will have to duke it out. Maybe Chewie goes with them. He went with them. Maybe. Ch- to, yeah, that is true. They've, they've he been did go with them before, in the books. So Chewie leaves yeah. with Lando and that's, they, you know, that's it for them. Lando wow. flies off with the Falcon into the sunset and that's tied up in a bow. And that, that would be cool if it was like the funeral and then he comes back and he flies off in the sunset with Chewie. <laughs> Imagine he takes off from the funeral with the Falcon and we don't yeah, see the Falcon. Yeah, that's oh. what I'm saying. That nah, would, be, you, the Falcon that would will be part eviscerate of me. Oh, that would the be Falcon hard. will be part of the movie right till the end, but oh, I, I yeah. think that's a viable option. Lando takes the Falcon at the end with yeah, Chewie. I agree. They they fly off together. I agree. Hmm. I think that it could happen at the very end of the movie. I'm hanging my head sure. on that one. Yeah, I think I'm team that too. Yeah, man. Team that image. Yeah, you, you can take that image like straight from the end of Empire, where they're with Chewie and Lando. Yeah. They're all, they're all, they seem all oh, happy yeah. about their upcoming adventure to save Han. Lando's wearing Han's clothes. <laughs> can you imagine like the post, like the still poster shot of like them, like flying off into like the space sunset in the Falcon, like the two of? Oh my god! Like that image, I can see it as like an art poster, and I want it on my wall. That's that's it hasn't even happened yet. But like that image, you know, when you because I teach 
in, uh, screenwriting to kids and we always talk about resolution and how that image is the last image that the lasting image you see is the resolution. It's the final image. It's what stays in your mind. And to me, like that image is super powerful. That could and be I the final like, shot of the saga with Lando and Chewie yeah, flying off. Exactly. With all of their friends, you know, with them in a way. I, I wonder if the saga ends with Ray with force ghost Luke or if it ends with something something a, a little lower down the list, but yeah. super cool, like Lando flying off with the Falcon with Chewie. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. That would be so, so dope. I'm I'm all about that. That's that yeah, I love that one. Yeah. I think it's cool. I like it. I think we came up with a good one. Hopefully that's what happens. Listen to us, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, it's not going to happen for sure. Because just the... kidding. Just kidding. Do what you want. We just we love what you what you want to give us. Give us some. Listen, good. I'm almost there. Just one hundred ninety nine million nine hundred and ninety four dollars <laughs> left. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right. Well, anybody, anything else to say on Lando? Well, thank you to uh, Fantha Tracks for that awesome report. And I'm, I'm, Hell yeah. I'm going with it, man. I, I like Fantha Tracks. I like Mark over there. I think, I think he's, he's got it. I think Lando's is a shoe in to be back in episode nine. And I, oh you know, yeah. Remember the people who wanted Lando to be at the Canto Bite Casino? Like, come on. No. Come on. As, as a patron, maybe. As, but. As a show, like someone running the casino, get out of here. No, that's a slap in the face to the character. He wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. All right. Any, anything I else want, on Lando? I want, uh, yes, I want an equal amount of blueberries in every muffin. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> no, it just, oh you could God. see him like being like uh ace rothstein in casino right like just walking around and like he's oh, he's the, the, the administrator yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's the, oh. the, administ- the administrator of the of the of the canto bite casino and he's in the kitchen and look look at this muffin look, look at it <laughs> <laughs> why does this muffin have so many blueberries and this one doesn't <laughs> I want an equal <laughs> amount of blueberries in every muffin. <laughs> but I can't oh do equal God. amount of blueberries. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, man. man, like normally under normal circumstances, we would be getting into the binary sunset right about now. But instead, like I said, we're going to punt those off for a couple weeks. So everybody gets, I think everybody wins. I get a short edit. You guys get to do your move in a bit more peace. And everybody at home gets to just cool their heels for a week, recharge, think about some new questions. We've got a few to sit on here already. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back at, at the Binary Sunset by episode 134. And then who knows what's going to come up this week for, for content for episode 133. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to press questions into service. Who knows? Who knows? But I do thank you guys for sending in your voicemails. And, uh, you know, life dictates that we had to adjust. And this is, this is I think, is the best result. So, anyway, thank you guys for that. And thank you to Derek once again for becoming a powerful friend. Muchly appreciated. Thank Woo-hoo! you for your support, sir. And, um, hey, I can't wait to get you Sith Disturbers. I hope, I hope you uh, like R-rated content. 
<laughs> I think I think I think our uh, our Sith, Sith disturberinos are gonna have a few uh, hot takes coming up for Sith disturbers this week. R-rated content in that it is explicit, not like you know porn. Right. Well, I mean, Corey may or may not be around. So, <laughs> actually, you know what? This week we're going to be talking about. I want to get the, the listeners involved for Sith Disturbers. We're talking. I think this week we're going to talk about our top five, give or take, top five comic book heroes. So Ooh. Marvel DC. Only Marvel DC. Uh, you can go outside of that if you want. Okay. You can definitely go outside of that. So you guys out there, if you're listening, send us in your, it can be whatever, your top one to top five. Uh, we'll we'll rattle those off on the show happily for you guys on the, uh, the Patreon feed. And uh, that'll be that. And also I want to thank powerful friend Rob Wade for sharing this episode on Emotionally14.com. Go check out the Crazy, Crazy Train podcast. It is definitely worth some time of yours. And if, if you like laughing, which we all do, then Rob will definitely uh, tickle that for you. And also check out Star Wars Commonwealth. Our friends are doing great work this week, as they do every week. So check that out at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and also on Apple Podcasts as a podcast provider. And like we said, Sith Disturbers this week. Can't wait to get to that missing we'll get Corey back we'll have james on the three of us will be there we'll have your input about your comic book heroes and that is going to be that and uh, that'll that'll hit your patreon feed on on thursday going into friday so derek this this is for you if you need some help setting up your rss feed for uh for your patreon podcast feed let me know and I'll, i'll help you get that set up for you and for everybody else if you want to sign up for our Powerful Friends program so you get this awesome exclusive content. You can do so at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. You can sign up for just a couple dollars a month and get all kinds of cool stuff. And if you sign up right now, you'll ha- you'll be in the draw for that exclusive Ray figure that I mentioned off the top of the show. So go do that. You don't want to miss out on that. And uh, if that's not in the cards, then consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those really help as well. Makes us feel good about ourselves, you know, in these dark times. All right, guys. <laughs> For real. And uh, did you talk about the Facebook group? I did not. Thank you for mentioning it. You can also check out our closed Facebook group, which was a little quiet this week, but it's it's bound to pick up again real soon. The Star Wars uh, news mill is going to pick up, I think, uh, at some point here in the summer. But come check it out. We're at uh, Facebook.com. You can come just, just search for Tumbling Saber. Look for the group, the closed group, instead of the page. And uh, I, I will let you right into the group. Derek, if you're on Facebook, come join us, man. The door is open. And that goes for everybody else out there, too. Uh, come have some fun with us there behind the closed doors of the Facebook group. And we talk Star Wars all the time uh, under the safety of the uh, the privacy settings. So you don't, you don't have to worry about your other friends seeing how nerdy you are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. With all that being said, uh, let's let's uh, tell people how they can get in touch with us uh, as we wait for episode one thirty three. Michelle, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram uh, at tediously underscore brief, um, and you can find my bookstagram where I is like a book blog but with photos and you can see pictures of my nerd room and all of my collection updates. It's at traveling book nerds, all one word. 
And I think I just became friends with a bunch of Commonwealth people. So um, that should be fun. And uh, you can also find me on the Facebook um, at Michelle Grandine. So that's fun. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Carlos. Yeah, you can find me at Carlos Candido on Facebook uh, or uh, at C Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram. And I just want to make it clear. I don't know if you just heard my son snort. Yes, he, he, was, he did. He just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's sleeping right next to me. What a challenge. Um, and um, yeah, I just want to make it clear. I want an equal amount of blueberries in every <laughs> muffin. It's not hard. How do you determine that? And I have a... <laughs> do you count them one by one? Well, well uh, when you pour in your batter into the actual mold, you can... Uh, you know, figure out a way to uh, drop in a few uh, evenly. But I'm how sure. do you know how many are already in there? Well, because you're putting them in. You have a certain amount. Oh, uh, so when, you pour when, the batter when, in, it... and then you put the blueberries in after you pour the batter, so you make the batters without blueberries already in them. Et voilà, mademoiselle. Like, do, you, do you want you an equal right. amount by weight or an equal, like an equal count? Like, what if you have 20 want big ones in one count and 20 the, small the in the other? Same, I want the same number of blueberries in every muffin. Okay, okay so like you could have 20 no, big okay. blueberries and 20 small blueberries in another and. It's it's not at all it's not at all the same Look, thing. Th- th- there has to be some common sense involved here. Come on, we're talking about. <laughs> I'm loopholing like Corey. There's no common sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that no. note, find find uh, find Corey at Chop Rules with a Z. With a Z. For our U.S. friends, Michelle brought it for you. It's Chop Rules with a Z. And uh, chop rules with a Z for those of us who abide by Commonwealth rules. <laughs> and if we're gonna be honest, it's chop rules. Okay. <laughs> uh, this uh, is true. Yeah. Um, All right. Oh, and last. Wait, I have one last plug. Um, if you guys don't know about this yet, it's called Fantasy Movie League, and it's super fun. Um, I set up um, a league for us at Tumbling Saber. There's a link to join um, in our Facebook group that's closed. And basically, the premise is you get 1000 fake dollars, and each week you pick a cineplex of um, eight films or however many you purchase. Each film that's released that week has a certain number, dollar value. And basically, we can um, all compete against each other and see who has a better uh, gauge for how much money box offices make. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Post I've that, been post using that again. Solo. Let's bump that up. Let's let's get that moving yeah. a little bit. That sounds like a lot of fun. I've been doing that for a couple weeks, and this week I got number one spot in my other group, and I was feeling pretty freaking Ooh, damn good. Michelle's about throwing down the gauntlet, everybody. But I didn't get the perfect cineplex because that one was not what my what my my choice was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard, y'all. It's hard. You only get one thousand dollars, and like, you know, the bigger movies cost a lot of money and. No, you don't know. You don't know what you're going to do. But it's super fun. So um, I will repost that on the um, at the top of our Facebook group. So join our Facebook group, please, so that we can play Fantasy Movie League. And apparently, if you and also if you win like really high in the actual like National League, you apparently can win huge prizes like 
really cool things. So I would definitely join it if I were you. Equal to or greater value than a Grand Slam breakfast at Denny's. Probably more. I think they're more about like potentially getting invited to um, premieres of certain movies and things nice. like that. Oh, that's wild. Nice, nice, nice. Or free collecting update things. I don't know. All we right. Shall see. That's it. We're done. <laughs> let's get out of here. This was supposed to be a shortened episode and let's follow through with that. It, it is a shorter episode. This might be our shortest one in a long, long time. You know, we had the longest streak. We had a streak from like August of 2017 right through to like may of 2018 where all of our shows were two hours plus that streak is, is dead now <laughs> it but, is um, dead yeah anyway i hope you guys enjoyed this let us know what you thought uh, chime in on any of the topics we spoke about today uh give us crap for our takes you can uh, you can yell at us on twitter on facebook as we already spoke about and thank you all again for listening this was a lot of fun and we'll hear from you guys either on the patreon feed or next week's episode 133 we'll talk to you later Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see
Whoa, 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 stop the music. You know the show would never be the same without a little L-O-O-P-H-L-O-E. And that is the streak ain't over. Because I can't stop. I won't stop. <clears throat> so that being said, everybody, this is Chop Rules with the Z signing off. Love you guys. Miss you all. And until next week, be excellent to each other.